so my my theory on it is that on the on, there is a a value of mental release, right? So there's that that I've I've made peace with and understand better myself and the events that happen, and I've transmuted them into a meaning that serves me, right? Um, and there's another dynamic that isn't actually the body, and 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 so um, I believe that you know the that trauma is literally a um, an energy store and takes a shaving off of your flow state and in that flow state comes the the um the absorption of energy and the exp- expansion and expulsion of energy right the usage of your energy right yeah. and so and so if you um if one of the reasons why i think monks go on the mountain and those that are are absolutely clear come down and have the ability to go into this unconscious competence into this, you know, flow state ninja like, um, you know, uh, presence is because, um, you know, and is because of this, uh, the work that's been done to clear some of these things to cut cords from, you know, the things that are binding your energy. Welcome to Far Out with Faust, everybody. I am Faust Chicho, and today I'm joined by the new reigning champion, three-time, wait, my, is it three-time or four-time, Lynn? I mean, I'm losing count, brother. I, just, I mean, I just like getting far out with you. <laughs> Lynn Fisher, everybody. Uh, this is the fourth, I think, it's, if you want to count the non-solo podcast, then it's the fourth time, yeah, which is fourth, definitely yeah. the, 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 the championship. Um, of returning guests, Lynn Fisher. Thank you for beaming in, brother. It's a pleasure yeah, to have you back on. Uh, you know, I'm one of your biggest fans, so I'm honored to be here. Honored to share. I love connecting with you. Uh, we just had a great, you know, off-camera preamble, which is always how it rolls between us. So thanks yeah. for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely, bro. So listen, um, for all the new subscribers that have you know jumped on board the ship since last time you were on, give them a a quick you know rundown of of, of what what you've been up to. And definitely, you know, what, what you're doing now. Um, so then we'll get into some some fun topics. Yeah, for sure. Just a little bit of history on me. Um, I have been, uh, I've come full circle. I've been, uh, you know, spent 30 years almost in, you know, Fortune 500 Corporate America, Chief Strategy Officer, Chief Marketing Officer. So I've got this really um, back-laced white-collar uh, background. And um, you know, over the last 10 years, I've been, you know, morphing and transforming myself into more of my true self, which has been um, honoring the artist inside. And that artistry has come out in so many fantastic ways. Um um, some of my most recent companies that I'm currently working with and, uh, and or are partnered in, um, you know, top of the list is in Harmony Interactive, um, which is a company that produces biohack technology for the conscious and uh, creates brain entrainment, which um, is actually part of what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, I'm also um, involved with a company called 4D Fun, and they're a, a metaverse company at the bleeding edge of uh, of you know, video capture and um, essentially creating avatars, uh, high res avatars for the metaverse. And, uh, 
And amongst all these other things, I've been, uh, you know, also doing a, a number of uh, art shows as an immersive artist. I'm a metaphysical surrealist. Uh, incredible artist, incredible Thank artist. Um, and, uh, and so my art is now transitioning into, uh, the metaverse, which is, uh, scenes.io. It's, uh, going to be launched in uh, the next couple of weeks. Nice. I'm the art gallery in the virtual space amongst a plethora of huge names, music acts. So, Very cool. uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. So, um, yeah, I've, you know, I've really in the last, uh, I think six to eight seven, eight years, um, I've really learned uh, what it means to actually have your muse come out and, and have your martial artist and your artist come out to play, you know, nice. more. And, and that's really, um, you know, the, the other thing I've been doing, which is what I wanted to speak about um, mostly is um, this work I've been um, doing with professional athletes called Life Force Energy Coaching. And, um, and really, it's, uh, it's really all about, you know, um, unearthing the true artist inside the martial artist for competitive athletes and, you know, for, you know, traditional artists, you know, the muse to come out and play. And, you know, it's this idea of unconscious competence um, that is um, engineered. So it's not just like, Hey, what just happened? How'd that, well, how did I get over here and wait? I right. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, you know, we, we work on a flow state and um, energy flow using chronic energy as part of the energy source and, and drawing in energy from the field, um, you know, and aligning to your true self where, um, you know, a lot of athletes are athletes because their parents want them to be, and they just have yeah. to be fantastically gifted and they never cross the chasm of owning right. uh, so right. themselves. Yeah in a way that lets them, you know, come full force to play. Like, you know, it's, it's like you're playing on, you're driving a car with uh, 12 cylinders. You're only using eight, you know? So Absolutely. yeah, there's a number of other dynamics to it, but, um, but really it's about helping, helping athletes and high uh, earning uh, professionals understand what's really underneath it all to gain maximum fulfillment under the, you know, the weight yeah. and pressure of, 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 of achievement, right. That science of achievement yeah. that over and over again. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm super focused on, um, on people, <laughs> everything, you know, I love to do has a personable outcome and, um, you know, I've been working most closely with Cody Crowley as of late. And, uh, and so, um, you know, he's been, what's Cody's nickname again? Cody, the crippler Crowley, the crippler, actually, that's uh, right. The crippler. the crippler is actually an old moniker that, um, I'll tell you a little story about that at some point, uh, but, okay. but he's actually the warrior of light, um, Cody Love Crowley, that. the warrior of light and he's the crippler. Right. So, uh, one little note, um, you know, in, in kind of set this all up is that Cody is, uh, an incredible human being and somebody I respect and admire quite a bit. And it's not because he's, you know, 22, you know, 21 and 0, about to be 22 and 0, but, uh, and a welterweight professional boxer, but he's metamorphosizing. He's going through some incredible transitions and transformations that are so diametrically opposed. Uh, his true nature and his gift and mastery skill <laughs> set, it, it's diametrically opposed. I mean, he's yeah. an empath, healer, energy worker, and he's come to realize this, um, you know. Wow. It, over the last couple of years. And so he's like, do I even want to fight anymore? Like, I don't want to hurt anybody. Dude, it's, I'm like, yeah. So pretty incredible transition and yeah. how he's, how he's trying, how he is working with the, these archetypes that live inside of him mm -hmm. that he wants to honor 
and it's a whole resifting and shuffling. And so the, the biggest thing is, is, is what I help, you know, people like Cody is, and others is to realize that there's this game within the game. And that, that game within the game is the mental game. It's the narrative that you play um, for yourself, to yourself, to others. It's the, um, the shame of winning. If you can believe that there's oh, yeah. the, um, the, the, the imposter syndrome, like, I feel like an imposter. This, this couldn't be me, like not owning yourself fully. So there's all these dynamics that somebody brings to the court, brings to the field, brings to the ring. And you don't even see it because these people are professionals and those who rise to the top are able to manage all the BS, you know, and and deal with the media and have this foundation that is unshakable. Right. So that mental game, you know, uh, is the most powerful thing I can impart and help people discover within themselves. And what happens when that is not in place is usually not pretty. It, you know, it's usually akin to a car wreck. I mean, I, and I, I don't say that. Um, I, I mean that in, in a, I say that as a pun, but that literally yeah. is sometimes how um, these things come to a head, you know, like in the case of Tiger Woods, um, you know, he, uh, that's a pre a perfect example of someone who, you know, phenomenal ability, huge talent, conditioned um, to perfection, you know, and that gets you so far. But until you can start to look at some of the shadows and start to do some of the work um, and and really make peace with who you who you are, those those things don't go away. People don't realize this, you know what I mean? And they they will come out and they will affect your performance or your life in one way or the other that is just very true that's, that's how i see it and and uh that's been my experience with it so there's a difference between people like cody crowley you know 21 and 0 on his way up about to you know fight for the world championship uh and uh somebody like tiger woods who had you know reached the pinnacle of his success uh and was traversing through it with you know for years and years being you know the goat and you know and I believe that there's a different psychology that's happening, you know, between these two types of, um, you know, people in their trajectory in their careers. Um, and yeah, it is a train wreck to see somebody that has such presence, poise, class, you know, on on, on a golf course to have yeah. human, natural everyday emotions. Oh my gosh, how could we ever allow that right. to happen? But the reality is, is that, you know, when you reach that point and your feet don't touch the ground, cause nobody lets your feet ever touch the ground. You yeah. kind of feel like you can fly anywhere and you're invincible. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you get the better of yourself and you have to reel yourself yeah. in and some people don't have a, you know, some, anything to reel themselves in with. So, no, I know. yeah, I mean, you know, for Cody, it's, um, it's more about him, um, you know, understanding his, true self understanding the the nature of the external energy form that is the pressure and the cooker that um that comes with you know being on his trajectory and um and so you know he's really sensitive like he he has to take time for himself in the mountains like quite often which is really good for him but it's more than just solitude and you know just being a fighter he's out there decompressing connecting with nature uh you know with squirrels and you know hummingbirds like he's he's that dude right and it's really kind of an interesting dichotomy to see him you know fight in the ring and have him you know do the things he's you know doing 
uh, knowing, you know, this other archetype that, that lives within uh, Cody. So, you know, that was one of the first things that we did was like, start to talk about all the different archetypes that exist in, in his yeah. being and start to honor them and understand them as individuals. Um, and then, you know, um, yeah, it was it, the work that, that he's done thus far to get to this point is pretty amazing. And considering he was, you know, not going to fight two fights ago, he was going to hang it all up. He had neck wow. injury and had, you know, no motivation, um, and, uh, was, you know, in a kind of a dark place. So that's where we met. Wow. That's intense, man. Um, and, and it's, you know, we all have this dual nature and we all have these archetypes, you know, and it's like, sometimes they're very conflicting and, and it's, it goes beyond just, you know, this conditioning in this life. I think, I think that we bring a lot of things, you know, just to keep it a little farther out, not that I have to try because this is what comes to my mind, but you know, we, we, we bring these archetypes with us. We are, we are such an eclectic mix uh, of these incredible, uh, you know, genetics that we've been hybridized with. And, you know, yeah. some, some of us have more of one than the other. And so it's, just, it's, a, it's amazing to see how that plays out in this, in this three-dimensional matrix that we live in. And uh, oh. sometimes there's a, there's a bit of a conflict, you know, you, you got part of your DNA is very much a warrior ilk, you know, and then another part is very much a healer ilk. And so it's like uh, you have this desire to, right. to go to battle it, but you know, you, on the other hand, you're programmed to pull your punches because you don't want to hurt anyone. So it's like, man, it kind of goes, it, it, it goes that deep. And then there's yeah, this condition. It does. It, yeah. it does. And that philosophy is part of, you know, the, not only his challenge, but it's also the, the, the essence of his solution, his ultimate solution. I told him this when I first met him and, and we dropped in, uh, in a, you know, in a men's group when I first met him and we had uh, some, you know, some plant medicine that, that was bringing us to some, you know, real core honesties. And, and he sat down and shared some things with me that were, you know, you know, a trauma, you know, in his, in his childhood. And, yeah. um, and, and, you know, we had a chance to, you know, talk a lot about that plus, you know, the other dynamics, but really at the end of it, I was like, I go, man, I think I can help you. If you, if you'd like some help, I'm like, I don't, I'm not here to charge you. And I, I haven't charged Cody a single dime for any of my time that, you know, uh, and, and actually being, you know, being at the fights, et cetera. So it's, this is all love and all like personal exploration for myself yeah. as well. But, you know, I said, look, man, my goal will be, and I'll know that, that we've been successful. Not when you hold, you know, the world championship title, welterweight title above your head, not when you're in the new, you know, seven figure house, you know, none of those things. It's when you actually are able to clearly and honestly walk into that ring, Cody Crowley, who happens to be a masterful boxer right. and is a healer and an empath and is a son and, you know, is, you know, a, a person of, of culture and all these different variations. Right. So when you can show up in the truest form of self in a moment of, 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 you know, mortal combat, yeah. this is, then, then the martial artist is able to come through and come out when you're not overwhelmed with the chaos of the field, right? The yeah. energy that's in the field, the opponent, the television, the fans, the everything. Oh, yeah. right? So it's, this is the mental toughness and the mental game where, you know, in, in, in the discovery of self, it's not as much a technique as much as it is a place that, that someone has to arrive. Right. And that arrival destination is 
really owning and, and knowing the broken self and the you know contorted yeah. self and all these things that we think are broken and contorted, but really they just are who we are. And and when we place them in the right place and we uh, are allowed to visit the hurt child, the, the yeah. traumatized child, and able to honor that you know in the past and and reclaim that horrific set of events right. with a meaning not that we change the the facts right of right. the situation but it's changing the meaning of them and giving them new life so that as you go through the tree and the root system down to the origination point of all the things that are in you in this area then you're able to actually when you change the meaning of that it the energy shoots through the entire tree and changes everything. Right. And so, so these are some of the things that, you know, um, you know, I've worked with Cody on to, to really understand and get at that. And, and I feel like in the last couple of fights um, he'll, he'll admit this to you. He's like, man, I'm, I'm still overwhelmed with the chaos and the energy of everything, but you know, there's a difference. You can see yeah. it in him. Um, there's a difference that he's growing into. And it's like, man, I want you to become a ninja in there. Like I want you to be, right. As, as everything is a thousand times higher, I want you to be a thousand degrees lower and yeah. counterbalance the entire field. Like that's, in my opinion, a, a real ninja. Right. right. A, you know, There's a reason why ninjas are so, they're, they're such stealth. It's not just because they're good at camouflaging themselves and they're, and they're trained in, in sneakiness. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they camouflage everything about themselves. They're, they, they make their whole, you know, aura kind of disappear but that's the kind of conscious control they can exert that's ninjutsu you know what i'm saying it's not just uh what you see on television but but yeah. I, I love what you're talking about you know but i'm um, and i i've had a I had a remarkable podcast with dr don wood who who talks about this and he's a uh, he's you know he he has people who go to him and 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 many of them are you know marathon runners or like one guy was the um he, he was competing with the same five guys for like five years. Uh, and, and Dr. Wood got a hold of him and he's like, you know, let's revisit some of the traumas. You may not have thought that this might be the thing that's keeping you from these, like these 3.2 seconds that separate you from these five competitors. You know, he's in like a small field. I think they, they are runners, but they run with the blades, you know, um, because they're amputees. And so mm -hmm. there's only so many of these competitors, right? Um, and he's in this kind of small, which is, which is great for a study because then you have some consistency to look at. It's not going to be so, so many variables, right? He started working with, uh, Dr. Wood, um, and they, they, they literally, they, they shaved seconds off. I mean, like this is just, this is from trauma work. So you got to be, start to ask yourself, wait a minute, how does me going to work, you know, uh, do, doing the, 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 the real hard work, you know, and, and going into some of the shadows um, and, and shining a light on it. How is that going to help me perform better? And that is the fucking million dollar question, right? I mean, this is what people don't understand. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what, you know, that's where you're going with Cody. I think that's what kindled your friendship from what you're saying. Um, but man, people have, you have no idea the, what you unlock when you have the courage to go to those places. And it, you know, it's not always the easiest thing to do because sometimes there's a lot of pain there, but the rewards well, are immense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so my, my theory on it is that on the, on, there is a, a value of mental release, right? So there's that 
that I've, I've made peace with and understand better myself and the events that happen. And I've transmuted them into a meaning that serves me. Right. Um, and there's another dynamic that isn't actually the body. And, and, and so, um, I believe that you know the that trauma is literally a um, an energy store and takes a shaving off of your flow state, and in that flow state comes the the um, the absorption of energy and the ex- expansion and expulsion of energy, right? The usage of your energy, right? Yeah. So, and so if you um, if one of the reasons why I think monks go on the mountain and those that are, are absolutely clear come down and have the ability to go into this unconscious competence into this, you know, flow state ninja, like, um, you know, uh, presence is because, um, you know, and is because of this, uh, the work that's been done to clear some of these things, to cut cords from, you know, the things that are binding your energy. And, and so in the body, you know, especially for a boxer or any, athlete obviously using their body yeah. um, to heat uh, the ability to um, muster energy store mm-hmm. energy and expend that energy and and then um, recalibrate with recuperation right yeah. this whole process is one of the things that we um that i was working with cody on which is um you know i i got him a uh, introduced him to a Qigong master nice. and helped him realize what his energy energy body was doing and how to actually pull in pranic energy that's not his nice. and expend that energy in a given moment that has nothing to do with his core life force energy. Right. And it's the ability to, you know, if you're, if you're blocked up with trauma and you're, you're, you're not actually, um, you know, in that moment with the clearest version of self, Right. Even still, the clearest version of self exists. And then we have these archetypes, right, right. which are, can be masks or they can be literally just our 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 sort of armament and 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 our our avatar in that form. Right. In that arch- archetypical form. But um, the point is, is that, you know, in seeing Cody get clearer. And also, you know, work through some of these, uh, you know, self-sabotage processes that he goes through, um, you know, some of these imposter, you know, um, uh, you know, moments that he has his, his punch power um, increased by, you know, by his own estimation by about 15 to 20%. And that was a combination of a couple different things. Um, And something I'll, I'll share with you later uh, that I'll just drop right now is, you know, the energy punch, right? So the one inch, the one inch punch that, you know, that Bruce Lee mastered. Absolutely. Right. Was, is, is, you know, his ability to muster that pranic energy and expend it into a single point. Right. Right. And being, and he has had to be in that moment, completely clear, completely flowing so that all that energy could be assumed in the body and, you know, put into that. That's right. That, that, you know, one inch. Um, and so, yeah, so having, having the, uh, and I, I totally understand what you're saying. Like people don't understand the, you know, the physiology behind trauma and how that impacts performance and, right. and, you know, and the last little anecdote that I'll give you real quick, and then I'll uh, get, serve it back to you is, is this, is that, you know, I believe that, um, you know, like Cody and, and Cody would be the first person to, you know, to share this and to, you know, give me, you know, uh, space to, to share this on his behalf, but the trauma that he had created a chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. and he created this, you know, like most, especially combat athletes, 
they, uh, you know, need an outlet. They yeah. found something where they could go ape shit, mm-hmm. you know, and literally not go to jail for it. Right. And it was yeah. an outlet. It was weighted to manage their energy and the, the energy of, of pain and suffering and, and yeah. the energy of trauma and rage into yeah. a, a useful point. But here's the thing. What's interesting is that I met Cody at a point when his trauma was no longer served him enough because trauma, although a very, very powerful energy source, it is literally a very limited energy source. Yeah. And you know, and I know what the most abundant energy source there is in the metaphysical it's, it's love. It's love, right? Yeah. It's, it's love. And, and so, you know, and having this chip on his shoulder, which was driving him knowing that it's part of what he, you know, used to get up, um, you know, unconsciously in the morning to go right. do it, do and to go beat people that he had to go beat. The fact is that, it, you know, he's becoming more of a complete holistic person. And, and now was the time to review what is your why, right? Why are you in the rain? Why are you doing this every day to your body? Why are you going, right? you know, 50% farther in your training than anybody ever does. And anybody you ever face, he always believes that I'll out, if I outwork you while I'm training, I'm going to win. Right. Right. So his why was completely screwed up and he didn't have it like locked right. into. Wasn't sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So to, to replace that ugly, you know, that ugly little thing that sits in the backdrop of, of your psychology and to visit it in a way that, you know, exposes yeah. it and you're like, holy shit. And if I pull this out of the machine, yeah, what's going to happen? Heat. what's going to fucking happen to me right exactly. like yeah. it's 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 like literally standing on the edge of your own abyss which we all do every day and going it's, it's a scary place dude especially when do? you've had so much success you know what i'm saying it right. makes it even scarier right. don't fuck with the system right don't mess with the machine you know and it takes and a brave heart why, yeah that's why i have so much respect for him because he was not only willing to uh put that on the line but you know be brave yeah. in his own exploration of self Cause he knew it wasn't going to work. It, he knew it wasn't last. He was yeah. self-sabotaging doing all these things. And, you know, it just wasn't serving his, you know, his being. Right. Right. Um, God, God, you know, bless him because uh, it's, it takes a lot of courage to do that. Not many people, you know, who have come to the level of success that he has uh, would be brave enough, you know, to, and I mean, it's pure courage that, that says, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to, I'm going to exude my comfort zone and fucking, and, and see what happens because my intuition is telling me that whatever's on the other side of this thing is going to be better and, uh, and greater than what I got going on, you know? And that's a, that's a leap of faith that a lot of people don't take, unfortunately. Um, so right. that's, that's amazing. And yeah, it's, bravery. it's gonna, I mean, personal bravery yeah. in your own journey. I mean, it's easy to be brave externally, a yeah. lot easier in many cases to be braver, you know, uh, externally with the things that are, you know, oh, yeah. you can jump across this bridge or jump across this chasm. Okay. But, you know, can you jump across your own chasm, you know, you know, where your mom told you every day that you were worth Oh, dude, shit? listen, I mean, I tell you, uh, one of the easiest things that come to mind, I, you know, for 20 years, I was an actor. I, I would love getting a role that was like, so out. It was just, people would read it and be like that doesn't scare you and i'm like no not at all you know why because it was nothing like me it, you know what i'm saying like i can 
that that's it was it was always easy for me to do those roles because I could absolutely separate it from myself and and throw myself into it with with no concern that anyone is going to recognize the dark parts of me in this right but the roles that I got that were that used to be you know a little too much like me I would fucking have trouble with those roles you know and I, at the time I never knew why um but but you know that's the <laughs> That's that's the the true courage comes from having the ability to 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 look within honestly to shine a light in those parts in real time you know and see what's happening because uh, yeah and that's where the uh, the greatest evolution lies as well. So imagine being in the ring with somebody who literally wants to kill you and like take your head off and yeah. you know, and you you know your every instinct is to be on the most radical hyper alert, you know, form. Oh yeah, dude. And, 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 you know, this, because you were just, you were just training and sparring. To Literally. That's fight. exactly what I'm, what I, what I do it to master to overcome, yeah. you know, like why, why I love the sport, why I love competing is because it puts right. me right up against that. And I, and I have to fucking deal with it. I have to overcome and master my body, yeah. you know, and settle and my body back fear. down. Exactly. That's and that, and so, so the, the bravery that it takes to recognize, you know, the dark side of the yin and yang, right. The dark side and the light side work together. It's the motor, right. So, you know, um, when you expose more and you own more of the darker side, which is not evil, it's just, you know, the side of you that you um, wish that I wish um, I could you know, go back in time and maybe improve or change, or that's my path of transformation, right. right? I'm looking to see how I can create more acceptance of my imperfections. Right. And, and where the value of those imperfections lie and how that propels my perfections, which I'm happy with and I'm I'm proud and honored to to have you know, accomplished. And it creates this swirling, you know, motor, this metaphysical energetic motor, right? So, you know, for for Cody to um to go back and 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 understand part of his debilitating motivation that has propelled him to such great success. That's karma right there, baby. Counterproductive. Right. And also it's now eating him alive and it's what's actually causing him to fail more out of the ring, which is making it harder to get back into the ring and do the, the genius work that he knows he can do. So, you know, it's this, everything is, is, is linked and it's, um, and it is part and parcel to itself because, you know, it's consciousness. And right. what we're really talking about is, you know, athletic genius and how that athletic genius um, persists in competition and overcomes in competition. Right. And, right. and having, having this absolute certainty of self, you know, this absolute certainty that, I actually know my dark side and right. I love, I love both sides and I'm, I'm, I'm complete and I'm not broken. Right. You know, right. people always say I've got, I've got so much to fix. I'm so fucked up. And I'm like, it's, it's a matter <laughs> of knowing yeah. that you're not broken. Right. It, it's your are You are perfect in this moment to see yourself. Right. It's, it's not, you're just not in the habit of thinking like that. You know, that's no, the biggest thing really to see the forest through the trees. You right. often take someone to say, Hey, look, let me guide you through this, or at least let me show you what I see. Right. You know, let me, let me give you a different viewpoint. Yeah. Right. 
And that's, and that's, you know, that's been the beauty of my relationship with, with Cody through all this. And um, what's interesting is I always tell him, I go, look, man, um, about half of this, I know from my, my history and about yeah. the other half of it is coming to me and, you know, I'm, I'm receiving for you and for right. myself, because as I share this with you, the message is as much for me as it is for you. Yeah. And I'm learning as we go together. Right. So, you know, our relationship is, is, uh, while I am, you know, I provide, you know, his, the coaching that he's, you know, searching for and needs, you know, we're on this journey together and we're discovering things together that, that are, um, both interesting and compelling. And then I have to reflect on, you know, the, the maybe something really profound that he took in that I said, and I'm like, Oh shit, I got to apply that to myself yeah. now. And oh, you yeah. know, when I'm, yeah. I'm by myself, I replay the met, the conversation. I'm like, wow, that was so for me, you know, um, this keeps coming up man, and and it's it's incredible to me when something just keeps repeating the pattern keeps showing up in my life and and and, and it's either and this has been said and said and, and i'm i'm kind of still sitting back with my my jaw slack you know um at, at the amount of times it's come up but um the 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 way that humanity has taken its trauma you know and, and is completely oblivious to the fact that if if you do not integrate and and work through and heal and eventually accept those traumas for the for whatever value they had to you in your in your karmic you know journey then you they will continue to show they will continue to repeat in one way or another and so when you have you know i i, I just keep looking at the, the the patterns you know in our society and and it's mind-blowing to me how much people are not habituated or educated in in the way that we create our reality and so they are they are subject to the whims and the chaotic randomness of their trauma of their personal traumas and as and our collective societal traumas and those can be some ugly fucking dangerous combination of things you know and then of course people are like this this sucks why who signed me up for this you know this is like the worst idea ever you know i'm just constantly being victimized and bombarded with the most heinous shit where does it come from and and i'm i just keep thinking about yeah it's it's performance but it's also life you know what i'm saying like and the more we can put out into into the the consciousness of this planet, the the these ideas, um, and, and the more people can become aware that we are we are creating from this moment or not. And if we are not aware that we're bringing in all this shit, we're gonna it's gonna keep showing up in our future. And so we have to really get fucking honest with ourselves about our past, about our present, and about where we want to go, so that we can. We can create the future that we want and stop bringing this, these failed patterns and traumas into our future. And I, I just, I, I feel like I've been having to say that um, yeah. for a long time. Well, you know, the thing is that like with, with Cody and, and what I was, you know, when we would drop in on, on some of his challenges and what he was going through, I, I would be like, you realize that boxing is just a device. It's, it's the device you chose when you came here because you needed the ultimate fighting combat warrior device archetype in order for you to actually see yourself because you are that 
you know, next level kind of guy. And yeah. it's not that he's, you know, he rose, he's risen to this level. It's more about the device of boxing and the device of and the mechanics of boxing that you are working towards a goal. And that goal is a date. And that date between now and then, when you get that contract, you do everything in your power in, to, to, to manifest a body and a mentality that's ready to be a warrior and win. And along that path, if you're a professional and people are, have, have, you know, are, you, you have hired professionals that work with you, your trainer, your nutritionist, your all the things, then you become, you know, you start to see that, um, that it is a device that has many mirrors for you to see self in. Right. And, and as you traverse, I was going back to this is that, um, over that course of say three to six months of prepping for a fight, you are being told what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And yeah. over and over, it's mostly you telling yourself, but everybody, including yourself is forcing you into this tiny little box right. to work till you're about dead. Right. right. So the point is, is that once the fight's over, all of a sudden the boxer, the fighter goes. Yeah. Nobody's telling me what to do right now. What can right. I go do? How right. much fun can I go have? And I couldn't eat this. I'll eat a little of that, but I won't eat this. But that, and all of a sudden, this pattern, and it happens for for, for oh, especially yeah, totally. event-based like combat warriors. Um, but most, but but a lot of you know athletes who are obviously event-driven, and they reach that point where they're like, I'm, I can take a break. And so you know, the game within the game is, what do you do when the, the last bell rings and right. you won? And you're like, do I need to go out and celebrate and like just completely, you know, gorge myself? Um, you know, a really wise man, um, you know, said, uh, I think it was actually Max Verstappen's dad. He's a Formula One driver and his dad was a driver. And he said, son, never celebrate your highs too much and never wallow in your, in your yeah. sorrow losses for too long. Just turn the page. Right. Right. And, and, and that, you know, for a lot of, you know, for people who, you know, who are fighters and, you know, they come up out of nothing often. And, you know, all of a sudden they've got all kinds of everything, attention, yeah. money, power, this, that, and the other. And, and it's like, it's, it's self-destructive. I mean, look at Mike Tyson. He went through that, right. Yeah. His story so is beautiful. Yeah. Right. So, you know, the devastation and destruction that he left behind is now a bountiful fruit basket that he shares with, you know, Joe Rogan and millions of people. And, and he's, and he, and, and people love, and people love him. People yeah. hated him. I mean, oh, they yeah. loved him. Then they hated yeah. him. Uh, and now they love him again. And, and and it's not because of anything except his own self-realization and self-love, which he never he had before. World you know? now. Not not always having to still be, hey, champ, the champ. Like he he left that archetype a long time ago. We went to yeah. jail. Like that stripped him. Like that like boxing as a device as as jail was a device for him. Yeah. Right. All of these things are 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 reflections in the holographic universe that we're in to see selves, to see our consciousness right. zoot itself into a space, into a person. And that's why we see them out in the physical, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, and it's, you know, a profound thing to see, you know, people go through, um, you know, I also, I also just wanted to take a minute, um, you know, to talk a little bit about a conversation I had, um, with, uh, with Cody's trainer and, um, and he was like, you know, Lynn, I really respect you. I think you, um, I think you're really a lovely person. You, you what you're talking about. Stay the fuck away from my fight. <laughs> What's that? He goes, but really, I don't know what you do 
with Cody. And uh, I don't know how you do it or what it is, but I know that, you know, he really vibes with you and yeah. you have a common presence with him. And, you know, he wasn't trying to overcolor it or, you know, try to, you know, to, you know, right. uh, shine my shoes, but he was like, you know, um, you know, wh- what is it that you, that you, you think yeah. you what's your secret man? Do? And I, I, I sat back and I was like, you know, I'm the goat. And he yeah. was like, what? wait, 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 you're the greatest of all time of what? <laughs> this is yeah. what I'm asking. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not the goat. I'm the goat. I'm literally the goat that you put in the trailer with the thoroughbred racehorse who keeps the horse really, really calm before the race. Right. While they're traveling, while they're, you know, stressed all the things from getting from one pasture to the next to the racetrack, you know, right. and back, you know, and, and he, he, he chuckled and he had a big laugh. And, um, and, you know, I, I was, uh, I was at, uh, in Dallas, uh, for Cody's last fight, mm-hmm. um, uh, against Josito Lopez and it was tremendous. Um, and, you know, I, I really wasn't expecting this. I, it was the first time I got a chance to meet Cody's parents mm-hmm. and, um, and I was, you know, I'm usually pretty mindful and like pretty sensitive to energies and maybe things are going to happen yeah. when I said hello and, you know, immediately we went into this, uh, this deep, like questioning and, and almost like interrogation. I, I, and I, I took oh, it, it was yeah. like parents meeting the new guy. Right. right. And so I, I finally realized, I was like, oh, I get it now. Like I'm the new guy and, you know, Cody's about to, you know, really blow right. up. I'm, I'm just showing up out of the woodworks and who is this dude and what's he doing with our son? Yeah. You, know, you know, all these things came out and, um, and it was beautiful to watch, um, you know, because I, as I, I, I got, in a moment, I got my back up to be defensive. And I was like, wait yeah. a second, let me see this for, for these are his parents. Uh, right. I am the outsider. You know, they don't know what I do. And no, no they don't know really where you came out. from. They, know that, you know, they don't yeah, even know so, that you're not getting paid. You know, they probably just assume, you know, they didn't know that. Yeah. That's they what I'm they saying. Thought I had like all kinds of weird deals with, with Cody. And I've got, of course. And, uh, and so what was beautiful is, is I saw how, uh, how much love, you know, his parents had for him and have for him. And, and in that moment, you know, I, I realized my own, you know, you know, I had to take a back seat to that. Right. And, um, and it was, it was cool because after, you know, spending some time and, and, you know, talking with them, I saw, you know, how invested they you know were. And a lot of parents aren't like, they've been vested with Cody for, right. you know, since the beginning, like, um, doing all kinds of things for, to help his career. And uh, a lot of athletes don't have that. And, um, and so it was, you know, it took some time, but I, I won, I won Jim nice. rally over and, um, and uh, you know, I had uh, a chance to meet him for that one time. And, and, and uh, the unfortunate news is that we recently yeah. uh, just lost Jim. And I just wanted to say to Cody and uh, Cody's family, how much uh, I love you guys. And, uh, you know, Jim will be definitely missed. I was looking forward to having a, a, a relationship with him because uh, we did reach a point where he kind of put his hand on my shoulder. Yeah. He's like, you're an all right guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. Condolences, <laughs> C- Cody. I just want to be seen, man. I'm, I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to, you know, come in peace and I'm here to make it fun. But um yes yeah, so i just wanted to say uh, that was a big shout out to, to everyone yeah shout out to cody and condolences brother to uh to you and the family um he's probably back in australia right now i think right um yeah uh, anyway um so dude i you know i these are some of my favorite absolute favorite topics you know uh but i wanted i also wanted you to talk a little bit about um you know in harmony because 
I, I was just telling you before we got on before we yeah. got on the record here, you know, I I'm I'm I met this uh this awesome woman. Um we were we were both volunteering uh at Dr. Stephen Greer's uh Weekend Under the Stars a few months ago, which he had uh on a on a Indian sacred Indian land uh in outside of Phoenix. And we just, it was, it was, it was just a tremendous experience. Um, and, and we were, and we hit it off and we saw, we saw some incredible, um, you know, using the CE5, the close encounters of the fifth kind, his meditation protocols. We were, yeah. I mean, we saw dozens and dozens of ships and we, and we saw these incredible blue lights that were, I mean, it was like this ship just dematerialized literally like a hundred feet from us. And my friend saw it and she was like, look that way because everyone was kind of looking this way and she was like no no look that way i was like what i'll be the only one looking this way and sure enough these these beautiful blue lights were this kind of like came online um and awesome. and so her, her and i uh we 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 became friends and we stayed in touch and she's like and i had no idea that she had because i know she'd been checking out my podcast a little bit you know um, but I, I didn't realize that a, she didn't, she had never checked out my podcast with Dr. Porter, either of them. And, and that she didn't have any idea that I had you on either. Cause when I first got her message, she was like, you know, she told me that she, she got the, um, the in harmony meditation chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then she was like, I'm getting, and I'm also just getting my brain tap. And I was like, I use mine like almost every day I would say. And I just assumed that she was telling me because she, you know, she saw my podcast, you know, and she knew I had associations or whatever. And, uh, and then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> I didn't even have you on to talk about this yet. I didn't think I was like, there's no fucking way. I, I was like, what the fuck? So I, I was like, did, did you see my podcast with Dr. Porter? She's like, who I'm like, wait a minute wait a minute. It was like a fucking, this was literally two days ago. It was a total synchronicity. And I was like, tell me about how, because so she got her brain tap headset today and she used it on her, on her favorite chair, her, her, what's the, what's the official name of the chair? Yeah. Is it- yeah it's the cocoon experience. And it's when you um, combine any one of in harmony's vibroacoustic platforms, which is the meditation cushion, the practitioner or the sound lounge with a brain tap headset, which creates brain entrainment. And those things uh, essentially create synchronized vibration, light, and music um, to, you know, essentially biohack your consciousness and put you in a brainwave state like a yogi master. So, yeah. So, so yeah, moment, that's great. So, and then she, so today she, she, she swears by, by the inharmony, by the meditation chair. She's, she's, she's always talking about it. And, it, and today she tried it with the headset and she was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, and, and I was like, tell me, tell me. I was like, and she said, uh, she was like, um, she's, she said, and I quote, um, you can, you can, your blood, you can literally feel like the cellular change in your, in your whole body. She said, um, she said, I don't know if that ma- makes any sense or not, but it's, it's, it's an immersive, like it's dropping in is such a joy. Whereas we, you know, you know, anybody who has tried meditation or, you know, at any point can tell you that, you know, dropping in sometimes can be challenging, you know, especially if you're just starting out. Um, 
and the awesome thing about um, the you know the chair and BrainTap is it starts to do a lot of the of the legwork for you, so that you don't have to spend forty years in a cave in Tibet to start to for your brainwave to start to emulate and and you know very much mirror what some of those monks brainwaves uh look like all the time now that's the admit that is technology at its finest ladies and gentlemen and and so you know the fact that she's she's speaking about this i mean it's so synchronistic and i swear you just can't make this shit up it's it's uh it's incredible so um i i had to i was like oh man i can't wait to tell lynn about this this is such a yeah cool i'm always i always get super lit when people have i mean that's why i do this you know that's why we do this is because yeah. when people have um, profound experiences um, with the projection of their own consciousness in a state that they're never they've never been in or could hold for any length of time. So, you know, everything you were just saying, you know, what we do is, and this combination, uh, this text that creates um, a constant steady state brainwave that is similar to a yogi master when he, when he or she is, is in, you know, in a deep meditation and it's a biohack, right? So, you know, the thing for me is like this empty, this notion of the empty awareness bliss state is you know, the Western philosophy of the end nirvana of, of meditation. Right. And for the Eastern philosophy, it's, it's the very first building block that right. actually gives you a, a doorway to open and, and, you know, do the work and, and go where you want to go. And then right. really what it is, you know, meditation is a key. The key goes to the door and you are the door and that door, you open that door, but all of a sudden you're like, wow, the door's open. This is amazing. And all of a sudden it closes because you started having thoughts. Right. Right. And you're like, how do I keep that open? How do I spin the plates without not spinning the plates? How right. Do I, how am I, how can I be aware with not being aware? Right. It's this empty vessel, strange, you know, um, Confucianism right. that, that we, it's really difficult. Right. So, so what this technology assisted meditation does, uh, which is, which is a lane that in harmony created. So TAM technology assistive meditation uh, helps you uh, alleviate the distracted mind. And when you add uh, a piece of technology, like brain uh, tap, mm -hmm. you are literally inviting frequencies that are resonatory to your body into the body, both in your visual cortex, your audible cortex and your skin, which is, you know, you know, feeling energy. Right. right. And, and the frequencies are all resonatory. So what ends up happening is it's the exact opposite of a, a deprivation tank. Right. When you go to a depth tank, you are taking all the senses out of the equation in order for the conscious to go, oh, I don't have a body. I can go do it. Right, right. Great. Let me go. And you go. But it's the last five minutes of a 50-minute session or an right. hour long session that your body and everything is so relaxed that you go there. Uh, our technology drops you in within, you know, two to five minutes to that space. No matter if you've been meditating like a master yeah. for 20 years or you can't spell meditation, right. you're going to have the same experience in terms of that space being opened up and held for you. Right. And so when that door is held open for you, you're able to actually walk through and go, Oh, what? this is what that's like, right. right? And so now your mind and your consciousness now have a reference point, almost like muscle memory, right? So that's right. If you, you get there or see it and can believe that it's just right there. Then, then you can get there, and that's where that. So this goes back to that three seconds that guy was shaving off, right? The pair of right. uh, the guy with uh, that runs on blades, right? It that it's that mental that mental element that says you can, and you've been there, almost been there, feel it. 
And to mm-hmm. get there is a combination of physiology or story and your mental game. That's right. So, you know, so that in and of itself opens up a whole nother, you know, another, you know, realm of, of performance opportunities. Right. Yeah. And it's, and, and, and while you're, it's like, while you're down there, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that old uh, funny cliche, you know, while you're down there, you, you really, you have the option to do a lot of things that, you don't normally have the option to do, you know, if, if you're, it's like, if I get a brand new computer and I open it up and I turn it on and it doesn't have any programs on it, I can admire its beauty all day, but I'm not going to be able to do shit on that computer. All right. Right. If I get a computer and it's got a bunch of programs that are bugged out and, and not written well, and then I'm going to be in for, uh, you know, in my, my brand new, beautiful computer, it's not going to be a lot of fun while I try to actually function in, in the world with it and accomplish things. It's going to be challenging, right? Exactly. So uh, most of us, I would say, it's, it, I think it's safe to say, most of us don't make it out of childhood unscathed. <laughs> and even if we do, a lot of times we've come with so much shit from past lives and past existences here and everywhere, you know, that, that it's, you're still not having a there's still some debugging to do, right? So when you, while you're down there, while you have these doors open, you have access to all the code, right? You can, you can rewrite your story. If there are things showing up in your life that you're sick of showing up and you can start to reprogram your, yourself and those things are going to stop showing up. You know, you have to figure out what that is, but that is the yeah, opportunity you know, that, that we're the talking awareness about. Has to, exactly. The, your awareness has to be sparked, right? Consciousness is another way of saying awareness. I am aware yeah. that sun, you know, shines bright and I'm, you know, I need that sun. So my That's consciousness right. expands. So, you know, what I like to say is that we are basically spiritual radios, right? And, you know, the, the notion of, of meditation is to dial yourself into a frequency that has the least amount of static right. and has the most direct connection to source to the universe. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the way in which we get to this, you know, like just like a, a radio, literally you're fuzzy and then you push, you get to it, you're on it. And then it goes away because it gets fuzzy again. Right. So meditation is supposed to be that, that, that perfect brainwave state. That's another way to, you know, the radio station is, are you tuned to data felt theta alpha or gamma, right? Right. And, and, and as long as you're alive, you're getting, you're getting a signal one way or the other. The question is how clean is the signal, right? And so see what's, what people, I, I, I try to share with people all the time. I'm like, you would like to manifest more in your life, right? You would like to heal yourself more. You'd like to send more love out. You'd like to do all these things, right? Well, unless your radio station is dialed in perfectly, then you have a fuzzier connection and the fuzzier that connection. Right. I mean, it's no wonder that you're not communicating with higher self it, and actually having clear intentions that it. go into the universe that aren't staticky intentions. Right. And now, yeah, now you can do the work because the door is held open and Cody is actually just kind of go back a little bit. Uh, Cody uses the meditation cushion in the ring. Like, have you thought about taking your meditation cushion to the, um, to the, you know, to the bat, you know, your sparring ring? No, so that's, that's, with, that's awesome. Every time he, that bell rings, he comes back, sits down for, um, you know, 
five to eight seconds. That's awesome. That's a drops fucking in. great idea. Yeah. yeah. Drops in and he literally um, resets himself from breath to pranic. Instead of the stool, dude, that is brilliant. To mental. Right. And right? then, then he's, and then he comes out and he's ready to listen to what his coach has to yeah. say. And then he gets up and goes back. In oh, I love that dude. Out. Yeah. I was just yeah, getting a so, stool for so, people all, all afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So we've integrated, you know, this notion of technology assisted meditation into, um, you know, life force energy coaching. And it has a definitive place because when, you know, it's easy to slip off that kind of Zen, you know, frequency yeah. and into, you know, fight, flight or freeze mode. And that becomes all of a sudden, now you're not in an unconscious competence right. mode. You're in, I'm wholly totally conscious and I'm totally doing things, only things I know how to do. Right. Right. Real genius on the court, real genius on, on the, in the field, in the field of life, real genius between two people in, on a street is when, you know, you have this, um, you know, clarity and you don't have any of your masks up and you're able to, to traverse that moment in flow state with your, with your true self, yeah. right. And, and nothing else. And so, you know, to manufacture a flow state for an athlete, it's not as difficult as you might think. This notion of the elusive flow state is, is it's not that elusive. No, it's well, it's becoming more and more clear to people. I think you know that actually, and I'm wondering if the I'm just thinking of the Navy SEALs and how they spend so much money trying to figure out a way to entrain flow states into their into their into their seals, but they, they, they found a, a lot of, obviously a lot of difficulty um, getting, getting, cause you can take a seal so far, right. You know, I mean, you, have you ever read, uh, I'm sure you have, um, what's it called? Something fire. Um, it's, it's about flow states. Um, the guys who wrote it are like huge burners. Um, stealing fire, maybe. Fuck, what's it called? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get you this out. You'll love it. You will love it. It's so good. Um, it's written by a, like a bunch of, a burner like scientist geeks who are obsessed with flow states and athletes, dude, you would fucking love this book. I've read it years ago. Um, nice. But they talk about how the seals, you know, they'll spend millions. They'll, they'll take a, they'll spend a whole year getting a seal. And, and at the very end, if he can't, if he can't get into a flow state with his team, with, with his unit, they got to cut him, and they, they can't take a chance on this because that one person who cannot entrain, who cannot enter into that state of, you know, and they know because they measure the brainwave. They can see when someone's in a flow state, it's fucking lit up like a Christmas tree. They know the amount of data that's being taken in by this brain is, I mean, you're talking about night and day to someone who's not right. And, and they have a hard, fast rule, apparently, you know, and this comes from one of the, one of the greatest people to ever be in charge of the seals, but he made it a fucking rule. And he was like, if you, if you want them to remain the elite team, then this, that you have to, this has to be part of what we do going forward. So they, yeah, they'll well, cut, I, cut I, a seal. Yeah. They'll cut them. They'll say, sorry. You know, I mean, you can't, we can't send you out on missions. You know, you did all the physical work, but you don't have the, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. you know, I would I would contend that it's no dis not dissimilar to you know being a boxer um, and showing up in the boxer archetype, but actually never honoring the actual person behind all these archetypes. Right, as a seal, you're as intensely you know um, committed to that archetype and to the notion of 
all of the things that they want you to do and commit to that you, you lose a bit of self, you lose self, right. Yeah. And you, you, you reform self into the, that archetype to the max because you have to, it's, it's team life or death. It's, you know, national security. It's, you know, we're at war. You're the tip of the right. or whatever it is. But the point is, is that, um, is to, is for, even for those people, the training I would do with them is, is non-archetypical. Right. And I would go with, you know, what is holding back your unconscious, unconscious competence and the muse that wants to play in a war space. Right. Like literally your muse, uh, you know, warrior's muse is to go to war, right. And yeah. To play in that space. And the martial artists will come out to serve, protect and kill and reach objectives beyond your own, you know, right. consciousness. Like that's the whole point. That's why we love people like Michael Jordan who are like, he is unconscious right now. Yeah. He just, you know, scored. Like that, and it's funny. We, we, isn't it funny. We use that term to describe someone who is in a, in such a state that they, they're just literally like, like, it's like magic. You know, what they're doing yeah. is, is, is it's, it's like, it, it's like you're watching them live out their life in their fantasy and their wildest dreams you know they just can't miss it's like they're they're lit and 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 that's what's happening it's the right. coolest fucking thing and we and we're like he's unconscious you know it's right. and in a way he is because he's he not operating totally. from the consciousness anymore no, totally. his exactly. brain is lit up if you could right. see what his and, brain looked like you get know to witness these beautiful like yeah. creative um expressions of the game whatever the game is it's so cool in there in and in, in the like it's like source love light energy shining through their stained glass yeah into you know ten thousand plus hours of mastery and onto the court or the ring or wherever it is and, and you, you can feel it dude it's palpable right yeah. i mean you see fighters the moment they enter that state everything about them changes i mean and, and it just the energy completely shifts whatever was happening and then all of a sudden it's literally they become like neo in the matrix you know oftentimes of fighters they all of a sudden the, 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 everything that's being thrown at them seems to be in slow motion even though you know two rounds ago they were they were getting beat up on like now they're just they're getting out of the way and they're enjoying themselves while they do it you know and you're just watching this it's amazing how much up here, you know, and our perception and what's happening controls what's happening in our environment. And yeah, it's a, that's what people get get mistaken. You brought this up earlier, and I wanted to speak to it. Is you know, when people say we're manifest, we manifest our own, you know, our world, right? You know, and and uh, and that can be misconstrued to a lot of different ways. And you know, certainly there's you know a very root base uh, of that is that you know manifesting your world is literally how you wake up and how your nervous system mm -hmm. processes every single moment from you opening your eyes to, yeah. you know, breakfast, the guy, the cab, the work, all these things. And, and the thing is, is that when you do take time to meditate and put some distance between you and the world, mm -hmm. you do have a calmer center that allows you to put, you know, the egoic structure and archetypes aside for a second because you don't need the boxer archetype right. when you're in, the, in the line for to get bagels right <laughs> what, you need, what you need is the ability to show up cleanly you this the, the that's honor right and just be, 
and be present. Yeah, and then allow ego to bring in these archetypes as needed and as much, but not to live through them. They're not, they were never designed to live completely no. through. They were designed to serve and to give dynamism to our personalities and right. to add different mirrors in our movie that allows us to see our consciousness on display. Right. And, you know, in this moment, like we've always talked about, like you're my mirror in this moment, right? And we're right. reflecting beauty between each other and sharing and, and and to learn from you is and for you to learn from me is 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 the beauty of it right so absolutely you know all these things are just devices uh, and you know whether you're you're and that's uh, why we're here too yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the amazing thing is that you know that in my opinion and understanding and experience you know that we it's I, I you know i had a weekend with bruce lipton uh two weekends ago and he was just on fire and I learned, I've heard him many times and I met him a few times, but, but man, he was, he was just, he said some profound and amazing things this last week. And that I just keep turning over in my head. And, and one of the things he said was um, first, he said that, you know, that we're, we're all like earth rovers. He's like, you know, there's a Mars Rover it's getting a signal from earth and it's out there and it's exploring and it's going here and it's examining and touching things and sending signals back to its source. You know, he was like, when, when you are here living in this life, what do you, you know, you're, you're getting a signal. <laughs> He's like, when, when, when you quote die, what happens to the signal? He was like, if you have a TV and, and it stops working, what is the signal still there? Of course, the signal's still there. Get a new TV and plug it in. You're gonna get a you're gonna get a a, a great picture. He was like, yeah. it's the same thing with people. We're we're Earth yeah. rovers, you know. We we we're all getting a signal. And we're he talked about avatars in a biomedic in a, in a exactly you know. And this is soft food. technology, and it's it's some of the most amazing stuff there is. I you know, I think certainly the most amazing thing on this planet. I don't care what is going on in any laboratory, this stuff yeah. right here, the human body and what it does. If you don't think this is the most amazing technology on the planet, then you don't know what's going on every second of every day in all 50 trillion of the cells in your body, which make you up, you know, it's just, it's incredible. And the other thing he said, which I can't, I cannot pass an opportunity to share. He said, uh, he said, uh, fuck now it's going to, now, of course it's like, I'm out of here. I'll see you. Um, I've, I had it on the tip of my tongue for like 25 minutes. It'll come to me. Um, oh, I know what he said. Manifesting. He said, this, the, the, the true secret is if, if something has not shown up in your life, if something keeps continuing to show up in your life that you don't want, it is only because you do not have the program to support the reality that you want as of now. And the great news is that can change. It doesn't matter what it is, you know, like the tools to make the changes, to change the code, to put the right code in there, to get and see and experience what you want. It's all out there. And if you start looking for it, it's going to start looking for you. And, and I, and I love the way he phrased that because it's so true. You know, we think we want so many things, but a lot of us don't have the right code to support that belief, to support that idea, because the truth is, and, and I think, you know, this too, Lynn, if we did, it would have fucking hit us in the face already. We would have, it would have found a way to us, 
most of us already, right? The, th- the things that are in our code have a way of hitting us in the face, for lack of a better term, whether usually, we're ready or not. Very subtle. The universe yeah. is usually very subtle yeah. in its nature until it's not. You know, the the the, the tides recede slowly until yeah. there's they've receded so much that they are actually a tsunami that right. comes back at you. You know, that's the like, paradox. Who's the water going? Oh, it's, a, <laughs> it's so no, nice. It's like three miles out. Honey, not, they, exactly. That's it right there. It's perfect, dude. That's a perfect metaphor. I never forget. I I was on St. Lawrence River. We almost died the following day. I think it was Hurricane. It was either Ike or fucking Sandy. And we were oblivious because we were on the island and we weren't listening to the radio. We didn't even know the hurricane was coming in. And I never saw the St. Lawrence River so calm. It was, I was like, oh my God. Like I took a picture. I had it blown up. I didn't realize I was going to almost die the following day, but, (laughs) but Right. I'm like, dude, I never saw anything like it. And I never thought, hmm, <laughs> why is it so unnaturally flat? Why is like, right. what's happening? My right. God, man. That's it right there, though. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, that's crazy. So, hey, look, we're, we're getting close to the end. And I want yeah, to, I got some UF stuff, UFO stuff. To like oh, hit me, bro. Hit me. Ask you and talk about, I mean, so, um, yeah, so I just recently saw a YouTube that said the government is now reporting uh, or admits to 400 plus UFO sightings 400, and huh? like 11 encounters, like actual encounters, right? And I'm, and I know that I, I saw uh, you know video of yours that was uh, talked about you know the uh, the Tic Tacs and and uh, yeah. you know, these objects that appear to be more militaristic. Um, or, or maybe man-made, right. I'm, I'm curious, like, I know that, you know, extraterrestrial star brothers and sisters are out there wanting to make contact. You experienced it just yeah. recently, V5, um, and continue to experience that. Um, I feel like it's a mixed narrative between, like, the military is like, hey, we should ride the UFO thing, because now we have a space force. Yeah. Thank you, Donald Trump. Uh, now we have a space force and we need to just ride this thing and keep it all mixed up between like, you know, these are extraterrestrials and, and it's more, but we don't know what they are. So we we don't don't know what (laughs) they, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, what, 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 what exactly is your, is your, is your question? My question is like, you know, out of this, you know, 400 UFO sightings or that they admit to an 11, 11, you know, actual contact with, yeah. You know, uh, these encounters, like, I mean, I mean, what do you think really is going on oh, in the so, closure process? And like, it's, so, got, it's got a bunch of tentacles that have different opposing, like, I think objectives, but it's all, you know, using this one mystery. You know, I, what, what's going on right now uh, is, is, is at least right now, a dog, a pure dog and pony show. I mean, these, the congressional hearings in Congress, they're truly an insult to the American people. They're an insult to anybody who's been paying any attention over the last 25, 30 years, even, even if you just want to go that far, you know, to say that there's been, I mean, we know for a fact we, there, we have tens of thousands of documents declassified to prove it that the, the CIA, all the intelligence communities that, let alone the unacknowledged, like the, the, the aerospace industry and, uh, you know, right. Ray, Ray, Raytheon, Boeing, Los Alamos, these, all, these guys have been, we know from documents that they've been working with clandestine operators of the, of the United States government 
for 60 years that they've had this technology. They've had Downcraft since Roswell. The original headline that read after Roswell was absolutely true. And what came afterwards was propaganda. But unfortunately, we know from you know life that people are easily propagandized into believing and thinking a certain way. Um, and, and so 400 is a bunk number. Dr. Greer is currently working with a few senators um, and he's been spending a lot of time in Washington with them. He's trying to get out in front of and at least educate some people very much on the DL um, as to how long this has been going on. He said that he finally was because, you know, he's briefed every sitting president since Clinton um, on, on the actual UFO situation. And actually, Clinton was one of the few who expressed interest um, in, in trying to get the information to the public. And then they had a last minute meeting. Um, the head of the CIA did with Dr. Greer, and he, they said, we're not going to do that. And they were, they were actually out to, at dinner at his house and in front of his kids. They were like, we couldn't keep the president safe. And he was like, are you funny? He's like, his daughters were at the dinner table. He was like, are you serious? You know, and he's like, yeah, that's how powerful these, these parties are. And, and Dr. Greer was like, this is a joke, right? He's the president of the United States. And you're saying you can't, you can't keep him safe if he was to do something like this? I mean, we did lose JFK. That's ex- exactly. I mean, like that, and that was a message. That's another podcast, but you know, my, my point, my point is, you know, one of the things Dr. Greer talks about is Dr. Greer finally got an, an audience with Trump and Pence, and he did it through somebody who's a friend of Trump, of, of Pence's family. And, and he got into Trump it was like the last, in the last six months of his presidency. Um, and, and, and to, so that he could brief him on the papers that he knew that they'd never really Put, that he probably didn't read even if they did get it in front of him right he said that what he what he found when he when he actually sat down and talked and had time to spend with trump and pence was they were completely fucking propagandized they believed they had been convinced that there was an alien threat that there that that the space force was a necessity that that you know our national security our ability to defend ourselves was all at stake and dr Greer said he was aghast at how fucking propaganda. He said he was just starting to make progress with them and get them to see how far back this goes and how much DC has been politicized and propagandized into believing this fucking nonsense. And he said, and then, you know, the election happened and it was, and he can't get an audience with, I was like, fucking Biden's, Biden's an old, he's an old hawk. I mean, he's, he's certainly not interested in anything that, you know, has to do with demilitarizing anything. <laughs> uh, he goes way back with those parties. Um, you know, I mean, so do the Clintons, which is how the parties have done this weird um, flip-flopping. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm just like I'm I'm just I'm, it just blows me away. Trek. You know, I put myself in a Star Trek moment, and I'm like, I I actually love feeling like we are the you know a culture and a species that are coming up into the galactic, you know, into dude, the galactic we have family. a seat waiting for us, man. Consciousness, right. And, and, and it's like, I want, I, I want the big reveal. I want the whole show. Yeah, but, we're, need, but bro, we're not going to get, like, we're not going to get that. We're just not going to no, get no, that. But, but we will be getting that over the course of, of time that, and, oh, and yeah. when, when we, when we, when this place 
is flooded with additional energy from our position in the great year and our orbit around the galaxy, and there's so much energy in this space, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of this uh, a lot of disclosure and also ascension of, of you know our bodies and our ability to you know, yeah consciously you know work within this space. So you know for me it's all. I just love the movie, how it plays out and, and to yeah. get caught up in the movie more, you know, uh, there's some people that just go off the deep end into beautiful things and, and they need that in order to feel like they've got their hands on the sides of the walls. Right. Right. For me, I'm just like, I I'm traversing learning, but I just, I, I know it's a big movie. It's a big show. Oh yeah. It's a, totally. It's a big show yeah. in the third dimension for us to reach our conscious maturity. Yeah. You know, and, and, it's, we, and, and we, we are young, you know, I say it all the time to my kids. I'm like, we're, how could something like this happen? We are a very young, very young species. We, we're, we are far along for our age, but we're also very immature. We're like that kid, you know, I was like, you remember Uncle Paul's kid? He's like three years old, but he's, he's, he's about as big as a six-year-old and he gets to play with six-year-olds. The problem is he doesn't know how to act. You know what I'm saying? That's like us right now. You know, we're, 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 we're trying to figure it out and we're knocking shit over. But, uh, you know, I, I have faith. Um, I know that we, you know, we, we're, we're, we're coming around we're, and that the consciousness of the planet is absolutely raising. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. People are like, you know, it's really hard to see that. It's like trying to watch, you know, it's like the reason why you don't notice, um, you know, your plants growing or your, or your, even, you know, even your kids. I mean, you notice, but you don't see it happening in, in real time, but yet it is happening literally right. in real time. Um, it's so gradual, but, but it's, it's there nonetheless. And, and if people, if you don't believe that just not like pop in a movie from six years ago and 60 years ago and see if you could watch it, you know, see if you can sit through it because chances are, you're going to be like, people watch this shit <laughs> while you're watching it. Cause it's just so right. you're, the, the consciousness has changed. That was like really highly entertaining back then. That was what people were thinking and doing and saying, that's why they made a fucking movie out of it. But these days it's like, what we, right. we are evolving. We are getting, you know, more of it, but you know, God willing, we do it in time to kind of save this beautiful planet and, and, uh, and this species, which is remarkable. Anyway, that's my rant. I love that rant. That's <laughs> Yo, it's been real brother. It's been too long since we had one of these uh, chats and uh, I'm thrilled we got to do it. Yeah. Same here. A retrograde is over my man. <laughs> and all the, yes. uh, all the challenges we had. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thankful for your uh, place in the world, our relationship, friendship. Thanks, and and I love being mutual. a champ. I appreciate I, I that. Like you, it, the belt is yours, my friend. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Hey, remember, man. today's enlightenment is tomorrow's ego trip. That's right. I got that. I got that. And also, remember, um, question the answers. That's my... My 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 new thing. Question the answers, right? Question the answers. Always um, got. It's been real, bro. Listen, um, all my love to Cody. One of these days, we, we, we got to have you know you and him got to come on. You know, with depending on the schedule, uh, let's make that happen, man. I would love to talk to him about his journey um, and becoming a warrior of light. And I love what he's doing. I'm 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 his most recent fan. Uh, absolutely. Uh, as I love boxing. So seeing him is like, he, he's incredible to me. Uh, so we'll, we got to make that happen. 
for, I'm, for I'm sure. I'm super stoked for that, man. Definitely. We'll, we'll definitely come back for sure. Awesome, Thanks, man. All right, brother. You take care and have a good one. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Peace, bro. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.